Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And what that means is you get the power. You get the power to pick, to learn, to grow, and be connected. And April Lombados is on the show. She is in the house today. April, welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Thank you so much, Betsy, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, there's many people that are new to me, but there's some people that are familiar to me. And Anthony and April are uh, two people that my husband and I go all the way back with. We have seen them grow as entrepreneurs. We have watched them have a family. We've seen them win every award in the entire catering and special events business. And now we're so happy to stand with them as they're living the dream, living the dream. But we're going to get to that in a minute. Then everybody's like, what? Tell me the dream. So April, tell everybody a little bit about you and how a nice girl like you got to be co-leading an empire of events and catering and innovation and experiences. Were you a kid that like made everybody lunch and started (laughs) selling peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Uh, Tell us where, uh, as you look back, where your entrepreneurial spirit started. Oh, that's, that's funny. Um, Yeah, I grew up and both of my parents were entrepreneurs and had their own business. So it probably really started there. um, And they were my example of, you know, kind of being your own boss and creating your own destiny. Um, But then I would say, growing up, I was always very driven and very busy with a lot of um, competitive sports and, you know, working many jobs. I started my first job when I was 14, actually at McDonald's. Um, And from there, I just got the itch to start making money and saving money and being productive. Um, I worked my way through many other jobs during high school, but then I worked my way through college with three jobs. Um, So I paid my way um, without taking on any um, financial debt, which I'm very proud of. That Um, is very good. Your parents are very happy about that also. They they were uh, because them giving us money was not an option. So um, we had to figure out how to do it ourselves. And I say we because I have an identical twin sister um, and she chose kind of the opposite path as I did. So it was very interesting to watch us both go through our college careers. And I held down three jobs and she took on a lot of school debt. So um, so, yeah, really proud of that. But I started my own house cleaning company in in college. I always worked in restaurants. I was a librarian, name. Annie. Um, so I did a lot of odds, um, odd end things, but really it was always about um, investing and saving so that I could invest into my future. Um, and then once I graduated college, I kind of took some time off to say, what do I, what do I want to do with all this restaurant experience and a business finance degree? Um, and catering found my heart. It really, um, best of both worlds to work, um, to work in catering because I loved back of the house and I grew up always wanting to be a chef. Um, but I was really challenged with the culture in a lot of kitchens that I had experienced. And so catering brought together the front of the house that I loved interacting with clients and creating the guest experience and the power of service and creating memories. Um, and so I started working in catering back in 2004 um, and had multiple different opportunities over the years to grow my um, front of the house and back of the house experience. So did you get a degree? Like, what was your degree? And did you have a business degree? Did you actually have a hospitality degree? Business finance degree from the University of Florida. And I just, 
um, I wanted to go, my like real goal was to go to um, the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. And I wanted to be a chef. And I found out it was $80,000 after I graduated with my business finance degree to, to go and pursue that dream. So I interviewed a lot of chefs um, that were in those executive chef roles that I dreamed about one day. And they said, really learning, um, earning your stripes, working from the bottom up is just as you can be just as successful if you take that path without having to take on the debt. Um, so my first, um, my first job in the catering industry was a dishwasher. So I have a business finance degree from University of Florida and I go to the top catering company and I met with the owner and I told her I, one day I want to own a catering company. So I need to learn all the different positions. So yeah, I started washing dishes. Well, I, I can relate to you now. Uh, I would like to disclose that I'm not the same age as you, although very <laughs> spirited. I started at McDonald's and I learned so much because I got up, I had to be on time and I ended up being a crew, like the head of one of the crews, the morning crew when I was 15, 16 totally. years old. And we got to wear lime green polyester outfits <laughs> and we had real cash registers. So before your time, you had to know the price of the hamburger, actually put it into the cash register. It wasn't a hamburger <laughs> button. And uh, I still remember, but going to Hamburger University, but I think you and I share that you learned the systems, the training, how they got a consistent product always to the marketplace. And those are things that I see it definitely in your work today. And I know that it's been very important. The systemization has been important. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. And you learn a ton about people too, you know, being that young and I was on the morning shift on the weekends, my mom would drive me in at 5am and I, I just loved it. I thought it was so cool to have a, have a job and push the hamburger button all day. Or I had no idea how many combos you could make for breakfast on a Sunday morning at McDonald's. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I still yeah, remember we experience. took over the griddle and we'd make our own sliced pancakes. And that was like in the day, so scandalous. And yeah. I was like, wow. But that's good to know. Another great McDonald's success story. They're even running ads. I know that says like lots of people started at McDonald's. So I didn't know we had that in common. So it's very interesting as you look back at these days and as putting yourself through college and always seeing kind of that catering company, how in the world did you ever happen to get hooked up and marry such a wonderful life partner, but also such a history of catering, of the catering business, especially in Denver, Colorado? Yeah, that's, it's fascinating. Um, you know, it's Anthony and I had been friends for years and, um, and his father, so his father, Jimmy Lombados, founded Butters Catering in 1981. Um, and then he was running a restaurant, Bowers, back in, you know, kind of 2009, somewhere around there. And he was trying to hire me to come work for him. Um, and it didn't work out. But then from there, Anthony and I were, went to dinner at his dad's restaurant, Bowers, and realized that we were more than friends. And it just kind of snowballed pretty quickly from, from that time, I think that our friendship started because he was running his dad's catering company and I was working in events and catering. And that was really my passion. Every time I would run into Anthony over the years, I would tell him, you're so lucky that you get to run a catering company and do events all the time. That's so awesome. And he would always say every single time he would say the events don't really get me that excited. It's it's coaching the team and the people and building the team and the financials of the business and analyzing the data. And I never understood it because I'm like, what? That's just necessary. It's not like the juicy part of the business. Um, and so I think, you know, 
it was just, we've talked about this before, Betsy, like God works in such mysterious ways. Even when you think you're, you're going through the worst of it and it's never going to be better on the other side, you get through it and things are better than you could have ever imagined. You know, it was definitely one of those times in life where we were brought together for, for I think a purpose for many different reasons. And um, what I love about the business is the creativity and the operations and the people. And, you know, that I get to fulfill my childhood fantasy of being a chef by working with our chefs in the kitchen and doing the recipe development and being a part of it, but doing so much more than just cooking in the kitchen. Um, and so it's been a great partnership for us. Anthony had, um, prior looked at purchasing the company from his father on his own in 2009 and realized that he just didn't have the bandwidth to take it where he wanted to um, on his own. And so we sat down and we really had a heart conversation about working together and how that could impact our relationship. And we said, uh, our relationship will always come first before the business, um, because if it doesn't, the business is never going to be successful. Um, and then we really, we bought the company and split it 50-50 and I got to, you know, be COO, head honcho of happiness and oversee the operations and do what I love and put myself in a role where, where I could really thrive. And then Anthony got to lead CFO, CEO, and really focus on coaching our team, building our team, growing our team, leading them, and then analyzing the data to make sure we were a financially um, responsible company to continue to grow into our future. So we, we put ourselves in each other, you know, we each had our own lane and we had enough professional respect and years of friendship to, to trust that the other person was doing everything they could to work towards the, the same goal together. So, and it's a love story too. Oh yeah. And, and, and it's so cool because I too am married to someone in the events business, as you know, my husband, Doug Lane. And when I was dating him, his mom said, uh, do you know, he works evenings and weekends. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm in special events. I work we'll evenings and weekends too, people. right? Right, Mo? You know, do you know he's going to be busy and he's going to work all the time? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I totally get you. And he says, Mom, she she is events. <laughs> she, yeah. she does events. She gets it. And I think people that are outside our industry have absolutely no idea when they come and say, I want to be an event planner, but I don't work weekends. I don't work evenings. And I really like to go home at 4.30. And I say, good luck to you. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's something that's really helped our relationship is that we both have such an understanding of what is really required, you know, to be successful. Well, and the success we're going to talk about more. I know you're on the edge of your seat. You're like, skip the break this time, Betsy. We want to hear more from April, but we will head to break. We will be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. Hey, we're back. And we're hearing of a really great story. April and Anthony were both really pillars working in their careers in the event industry. But April's dream of wanting to be bigger than just a chef, maybe to have a bigger impact to really get the juicy part of the events, collided with her now amazing partner and husband, 
Anthony in his dream of growing the people, growing the, the business and really being a leader in that. And I have to call you out because ever since we've known you, the style of your business and the way you've given back to the community, not only the Camp Experience Network where you have been a sponsor for all of these years, but in all the leadership roles that you have taken in the industry and in the community. For a small business that is running in the day-to-day -day as fast as you can, you have really carved out a commitment to bigger than just business. So talk a little bit about what inside the footers philosophy has caused you to treat your staff that way and develop your product for other companies that get to really learn from what you do. Well, one of the first things we did um, when we partnered to purchase the company, um, we sat down with our team and we defined our mission and our core values. And we felt that that was really necessary to have a guiding compass to lead us along the way. Um, and so that's something that if, you know, if there's any, anyone out there listening right now and you haven't defined that for your companies, we really attribute um, our core values and our mission as one of the, the greatest tools that we've had to help us along our way anytime there's, there's a tough decision to be made. Um, but we really included every single person on the team in that process so that there was buy-in and we were all doing it together. And so our leadership style has never been, we tell you what to do and then go do it. It's let's create this dream together and we'll help lead and guide and make sure we have a really, like I said, financially responsible company so that we can go and execute on that vision. Um, but it's to everything that we do starts with, starts with our team and our people. And um, you'll hear, hear me refer to ourselves as the footers family, because we truly, like you said, we're, we're in the trenches working together nights, weekends, long hours, holidays. I think our team spends more time with, with us than maybe their own family sometime. And so it's really important that we care for them um, and take care of, take care of each person's individual needs. So it starts from from internally with our footers family. And then from there, it extends out into the community. Um, so one of our, one of our core values is balanced. And so, like you said, we're not a nine to five and we understand that. Um, but if, if, you know, if you're there for us, when we need you, we're definitely going to be there for you when, um, when you need us to be there for you. It's not, um, you're an employee, you know, like we, we barely would ever use that word even because you're a person, um, you're, you're a member of the family and we want to take care of each other. And, but that relationship has to go both ways as well. It's not just all, you know, roses and butterflies. It's, it's hard work. And when people work really, really hard and contribute to the team, then they get kind of that, um, in return, right? It's a cycle. And so how that shows up in the community, we're very fortunate that we get to do um, great events for corporate, nonprofit, social. Um, we do a lot of wedding business as well, but for, for our nonprofits, it's just a natural alignment and it makes it really easy for us to support them. We work with over 75 nonprofits a year and we're able to really lean in and um, support them in a larger way than just here, we can cater your event or give you a discount. Like we dive in, we join their committees, we get on boards. Um, you know, I'm on the board for the Denver Public Library. I've been a mentor with Minds Matter of Colorado for five years, um, Colorado Youth at Risk. And so we, you know, we dive in on a much greater scale. Anthony's on the I Big Idea Project board and let's see which, like a lot of them. 
we each are probably on four different four different things and a lot of different civic involvement that we encourage our team to get involved as well. And so it's a bigger give back than just being the event coordinator um, for this annual event. Um, so that's how we've really tried to connect in a bigger way. Um, but like I said, we're very fortunate that it aligns so well with the business that we're in um, that we're able to do so much. Well, and talk about how you, and I know Anthony has been a big leader in this, created a, a way for other caterers to come and learn from you because you have a whole process where you've said, look, we've figured out how to treat our staff as family. We figured out our community integration. Um, and by, I believe it's something about making it better every day. What is, did I <laughs> so say for that? <laughs> our mission statement that we created um, 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago, has not changed at all. Not even a, you know, not even a word. And so this is something that we created 11 years ago and it has evolved today, but it has not changed. So it's love what you do, make it better every day and create exceptional experiences for our clients and their guests. So what's really cool is from day one, when we set out to do this, we said work doesn't have to suck. It should be fun. We want to love it. Like we want to show up and love the people we're working with, love our clients, love our events. Um, and that's really manifested into what we're able to do today. Um, the second part of that mission statement, make it better every day. MIBE is the acronym, M-I-B-E. Um, we started calling ourselves the MIBE tribe a few, few years ago. Um, and we started using MIBE as a verb. And it was just really cool to see everyone kind of take to it and say, that was a great MIBE and way to MIBE that, you know, and so we're always looking for those incremental improvements that add up to be great change. And that's really what MIBE is about. Um, and more than that, we've taken MIBE Tribe to the next level. A few years ago, we launched MIBE Tribe and that's hospitality um, coaching and education around creating a great culture and why it's so important and why it should be the foundation of every business and taking care of people. You know, in the hospitality industry, we have a terrible bad rap for turnover and, you know, just burning people out, not taking care of them, using, using people up and kind of throwing them away. Um, and we just wanted to revolutionize the industry and prove that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and that's really what we're so proud of with footers catering. And now we have, um, the last few years had success with helping other companies learn that they can do that as well. Well, I love the whole my tribe thing. I have always loved all the events we've done with you for years and years and years, just loving your staff and your team and getting to know them and feeling like always like the cheers bar, like Betsy, like, <laughs> uh, like the chef, you're the one that likes the bacon wrap dates. <laughs> like, yes, I was just wondering if I could have any of those today. So I really, uh, as a customer and a client, I, I've seen that difference and it's so exciting. You can take this training globally. And so that's available, but wait, there's more. In the middle of 2020, when the entire world was hunkered down, living in their basements, you and Anthony, again with the leadership, again with the risk taking, tell everyone about the new exciting adventure and uh, everything that's happening now. Oh, we are so excited. The future is so bright. Um, we have taken kind of the next step to create opportunities for, for our team and, um, and we, have created a new um, a new home for footers catering as well as an event venue and uh, we're kind of launching I guess this year in 2021 social capital and so it's our newest baby that we are um, 
kind of introducing to the world this year, and we're so excited. It's a 40,000 square foot facility total, but it will house um, Footers Catering, so we'll continue to do all of our off-premise catering. We do over 650 events a year, so we're excited to keep doing that. Um, we'll have an on-premise venue that's about 12,000 square feet, and that can hold a thousand people, <laughs> and so super awesome. We kind of we got tired of losing events to hotels because there weren't enough venues for us to cater events that large. And so we said, well, in in the perfect world, we'd have our own venue where we could kind of capture some of that business and stop losing it to hotels. So um, we're excited that Social Capital will be able to hold very large events. Um, and then Mibe Tribe will be housed in there as well. We have a special, um, you know, Mibe Tribe World headquarters and training facility in there. And we're just really, really grateful to do this with our team. And I think, you know, our, our team is really giving us the fuel to allow us to take these risks and put ourselves in this, in this position. Well, what I love most about the new space is it's custom designed by people in the business for all of us to enjoy the event experiences we need. So whether it's a hundred in an intimate upstairs location, whether it's interactive cooking, whether it's wine tasting, whether it's a small reception, inside that huge facility, you can carve out the event guest experience you're looking for. And then on the far end side, I know because my husband, as you know, is in the business in Denver, Colorado, and he has so run out of venues that understand from the event planning catering perspective, what you need to do the service right, the flow, the parking, the 300 spaces you have, the extra accessibility in the great part of town right there in Arvada, really accessible on a major thoroughfare of Wadsworth. So if you are thinking, if you're listening to this from all over the world, we welcome you to come all the way to Arvada, Colorado, which is a suburb of Denver, Colorado, to social capital event experiences, the latest, I'm gonna say child in quotes of April and Anthony because they have two darling children growing up in the midst of their entrepreneurial parents. Well, April, everybody's like, I can't even wait. I wanna go, I wanna see social capital. I wanna be at an event there. Tell them how to find you. Well, I do first want to mention that social capital is spelled with um, C-A-P-I-T-O-L. Um, so it's like a capital building for social events. So when you do look that up, you want to make sure you spell it with an O-L, socialcapitalevents.com. We just have like a teaser landing page right now. We'll be kind of creating more content in the near future as we can get back to catering more events um, post-COVID. And so, um, but a really exciting time. Um, you can also check us out on footerscatering.com and then mibetribe.com as well. And that's M-I-B-E tribe.com. Um, yeah, and we're on Facebook and Instagram and we'd love to have you follow us and see what we're doing and just hopefully we can inspire you and your teams um, to just do awesomeness. And awesomeness is something that is really synchronized with everything I've ever known about you. You've always had the high five hanging in the lobby that when someone does something great, you celebrate their awesomeness. And the, on behalf of all of us in the event world, uh, April and Anthony and the whole Footers family, thank you for being such a bright light. Thank you for in the middle of uh, trauma and tragedy, just being risk takers and seeing the bright light of a space for all of us to come together. Well, here on the show, we always draw a card from the Dream Big Live Big Deck. Since we are doing this virtually, I'm gonna to have to draw it from you, but it's totally random and you're gonna see it before me. 
and your card is, oh, this is a perfect one for you. It's today I thank, what are you thankful for? Today I thank, what are you thankful for, April? You know, I, well, Betsy, I'm very thankful for you for giving me this opportunity. So thank you. Um, but you know, every morning I wake up and I first give my thanks for my family, for my husband and my kids. And they keep me strong and energized and motivated to do what I love and continue to provide for our footers family and for opportunities into the future. So definitely the support system of my my husband and kids. And, and then I can go out and give myself to to the world. <laughs> well, you are a great mom. You are a great business partner, as you've all heard, and it's really inspiring. So if you're listening to Boost Power podcast today, you were meant to meet April. You were meant to hear her story of a vision of thinking, well, maybe I'll be a chef, and I think I'll work from the, the ground up, and imagine washing dishes and being on the ground and being in the kitchen, how important that is for her to then own and be a leader of a company that hires all those types of roles and how much more empathy and understanding and actually hands-on experience she brings and Anthony brings to being that partner with those people, to be the best person in that role. And I know many of your people have grown from a dishwasher to a, a manager to a coordinator. And many of your people have been with you forever, like us. Just keep keep on keeping on with our Footers family. So congratulations on all the things you're doing in the world. And for all of you listening, this is just what we're talking about. Real people, day to day, in the trenches, working hard with a dream and keep on keeping on. That's it. And that is you. That's why you were drawn to this episode of Boost Power Podcast. Please find us on your favorite app. We have a show every week coming out, always to uplift and inspire and tell all your friends to listen to us. Thank you for listening. And this is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.